You're listening to a DM podcast. That sort of empathy for the athlete and the human behind them, I think definitely comes pretty naturally for us having grown up around their space and having seen the human side of those people our whole lives. And that's the 90% that we see and the 10% is the athlete, whereas the public sort of have the opposite experience to that. So for me personally, I know that makes it a lot easier to have those deeper conversations and talk about those things that they don't usually get asked about because that's the stuff that I know and love about them. G'day and welcome to Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks. I'm Jules and today Stocks and I went behind the podcast with Marley and Keely Silver and Georgia Moore from the awesome Chicks and Balls podcast. Marley, Keely and Georgia are all NRL sporting royalty. They've been deep in the game since they were just very, very young kids. So they know a shitload about the sport and sports in general. What they wanted to do is create a safe space for women to talk about all types of sports and not just be segmented into the ones that you might traditionally expect. Stocks, what do you think? I love this podcast. I love everything about it. It's smart. It's insightful. It's a fresh voice. It's everything we look for when we work with people. Yeah, I think you said that it's kind of a, a unique format, though. It's insane that it is. I mean, it's just crazy that, you know, these things still in the, in the age that we're in are still being viewed as new and revolutionary, although it should just be the norm. That's right. I mean, women talking about women's sport is popular, but women just talking about all sports is somehow revolutionary and it shouldn't be but they make incredible content it's so much fun and their interviews just blow me away every time yeah i think that was one of the really interesting things to come from from listening just how in depth they get with the players and and being of the sort of similar age i suppose they're they're able to really get down into some stuff and and being around the game their whole life maybe uncover some things that other people might not be able to yeah this is the future hopefully of where australian sports media is heading and if it is i'm happy with that yeah beyond the 110 percent and into some real in-depth interviews. All right, well, speaking of interviews, why don't we get in and start chatting to them? Marley, Keely, Georgia, tell us about it. Chicks and Balls is a... I can't even say it, like talking sports about... Podcast. It's a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. So that whole little tagline came about as we're a bunch of sports tragics who were always talking about stuff in our kind of group chat. And um, it's essentially a way of injecting women's voices in when it's not just about you know, female athletes about putting them on the same playing field. Just about sport in general. Yeah. All sports, men's, women's sports, yep. just trying to do the collective sports thing together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I guess because there's three of you here, if we could just everyone identify themselves, help the listener out. Yeah. So I'm Marley Silver. I'm Keely Silver. And I'm Georgia Moore. And Georgia is dialing in from Melbourne while we're all in Freedom, Sydney. Sorry to rub it in, Georgia. <laughs> it's only been a day, but we're already getting boastful again as the people up north of you. How did you guys meet and get together, given the, the distance? And I think technology was heavily involved in this. Yeah, this is a bit of a funny story. Um, so if you've ever heard of the app House Party, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, um, it was this app that kind of went, quite viral and very popular um, through lockdown last year in 2020. Valet house party? Yeah, RIP. Is it gone now? It's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's gone. Defunct. Yeah. Um, And I had a a few mutual friends who I was calling in Melbourne and um, they were mutual friends with Georgia and Georgia and I became friends on house party. Um, Seemed to be very similar people um, with very similar childhoods, I guess. Um, We both... We all grew up in a 
uh, rug- heavy rugby league household so um, and grew up around the clubs. So Georgia grew up around Storm. We grew up around the Bulldogs. Um, but, yeah, so we just became really close and just clicked straight away on house party. She she um, she um actually fangirled over Marley a little bit <laughs> and was like, oh, I've already, like, read stuff about Marley. So, anyway, it clicked really well and then she just fit in perfectly. It was weird. We only met her for the first time. In real life. When? Was uh, it this year? Yeah, it was March. <gasps> it's weird. So you've only met once? No, 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 no. Then we were like spending a lot of time. We're either down there for the weekend or she was up here for the weekend. So we're yeah. going away heaps. Yeah, yeah. But it was weird because we only met in person this year. That's crazy. And how long after having the initial chats on House Party did you decide to take the conversation over to a podcast? Uh, that was the start of this year. Oh, what? Did I, when was that this year? Yeah, it was the start of this year. Yeah. Um, Right at the beginning, I had been toying with the idea for about twelve months. Yeah, I was, so, was going to say. To be fair, we've had we've had a few conversations about it, and we weren't really sure how we wanted to do it, where we wanted to go, how many people we'd want on it. Um, yeah, and then we we're talking about it, and it kind of just. I remember it was weird. It was like a Monday night, and we're sitting down talking. Molly's like, "Right, we're sitting down, we're writing things," and I was like, "Georgia," and then we we're like, "Georgia," and yeah. then yeah, do you want to? Yeah. Kelly texted me and was like. <laughs> It was probably like maybe 10 o'clock at night and I um, was in bed and Keely texted me and was like, oh, Marley and I have something to talk to you about. Um, We'll chat tomorrow. And I was like, well, no, we'll chat now. Otherwise, I'm obviously not going to be able to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, like dumb. Um, So they FaceTimed me and they were just like two giggly little schoolgirls. They were like, couldn't get their words out. And they were like talking over the top of each other. We're like, so we have this idea. Well, it's not, I mean, Marley had the blah, blah, blah. We've been toying with this. And they were like, we thought you could come on to talk about it. Um, And they sort of, originally it sounded like they wanted me as a guest. And then I was like, can I be like a semi-regular co-host on this? And they're like, okay, great. Because what we were really thinking was that you would just come on as a co-host. So, yeah, kind of just Marley had a group chat and a spreadsheet and all the things going by like two days later and yeah. it just sort of spiralled from there. Great. And, and the show itself like has a, a few different sort of variations. I mean, you've got interviews, you've got the, the uh, around the grounds, all the different segments that you have within the show. I mean, tell us a bit about the process of putting that all together and was it quite collaborative between the three of you or? Yeah, we did a... Yeah. Some face-pulling oh, okay. face here. I'm laughing because like... <laughs> Marley's a creative writer by trade, so she'll go. Oh, I've like it's like she dreams about it in the morning. She's like, I've got this amazing idea, and I think we should do this. And I'm like, Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds great. So that kind of collaborative that makes, that makes you I'm sound going, like a dictator. No, no, not in a bad no. way. Just in a, you, a friendly dictator. Yeah, yeah, friendly yeah. dictator. Um, I think we. When do we think of MPP as well? So we we started with a pilot episode. Literally, just we did it in like our your bedroom, in my bedroom, and it was really sweaty. Yeah, because we closed all the oh, yeah. windows and tried to soundproof it. And I mean, for context, I have done podcasting for a few years, yeah. so that's why I kind of based know, on experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't me just being like, "This is my thing." Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, written down a few ideas and. Um, we we just kind of tested it. I think was it. I was going to say we bounced back and forth because we were like we wanted to we want the segments to be you know that kind of like punny like very sports specific. Yeah. So there were a couple of other titles we had previous to like around yeah. the grounds and stuff. Yeah, and we just tested it out, and you know, we I reckon we got the segments together almost in the first go. Like we had that very clear, distinct 
this part, this part, this part with breaks in between. And I think we wanted that regularity so listeners could get used to it and yeah. know what to expect and also, you know, now we even see people suggesting things for them. So Yeah, they'll great. be like, Oh, that surely that's M V P behaviour and I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I love you for saying that. <laughs> and Georgia, how's it working with two sisters who are so close? Um it's good because it makes my job really easy. I think the chemistry was there pretty quickly, which obviously helps when it's uh, an audio platform. Um, it's good for me also because they often come with the ideas and I just have to agree or disagree or add and so forth. So, um, yeah, obviously Marley's experience in the space has been invaluable to how we've developed and starting it all. Um, but, yeah, I think we're all so similar and obviously the girls have – they live together so they'll be like so we were talking last night and i'll be like okay what's what's coming um but no it's been good i think it's like well for me i learned so much from them and i'm sure it's probably good to break things up with not just a whole sibling thing as well but yes so similar so yeah i think i think it works well i've heard you all gang up on each other different yeah formations yeah so. oh sure. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah massively <laughs> I mean, it is pretty rare to kind of meet some other people who have a similar upbringing to you yeah. in terms of being involved in sports. But, you know, the, your your history totally between the two of you and Georgia. Mm-hmm. How does it go? You know, rivalries between the Sharkies and, and sorry, more the dogs. Oh, Sharks. <laughs> dogs. I mean, the Sharks right. can piss and right off. Storm. <laughs> You're not Sharks at all? I thought given oh, the no. proxy Sharks, maybe. We Molly, might- you dabble. I dabble in be heel at Shark Park more than the team right. itself. So you know? the, the location. Well, yeah. I was always hated the Sharks. Yeah. Very <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> but then like I worked with them for the like last year or well, end of last year into this year. Um so I've grown a soft spot for them. Oh, that's good. Well if they're listening they'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, they will. I know. I've told them. I told the boss. I said, you know I go for the Bulldogs. He's like, you can't say that yet. And I was like, I kind of, I go for you guys too. <laughs> so you're not like rocking up in the Penrith jersey like old mate the other day. You're actually coming with yes. the, the yeah, Sharks. Yeah, yeah no, on. no, I'm wearing my Sharks. That's so that's what, yeah. But in terms of whether there's rivalry between the Bulldogs and Storm, there is none because we've had no good competition for the last couple of years. But maybe yeah. next year because we, you know, stole some Melbourne players, which will be helpful. Yes. Yeah. 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 And next year might be a pretty... Uh, I suppose momentous year and if some stars align you might have something similar happening to when you were born oh, you did listen you listened this is a very important story it is it is and I haven't really even talked to Brayden about this but so our close like basically our closest cousin Brayden Burns signed with the dogs and um, he's about to have his well, he's not having the baby. His fiance is having the <laughs> yeah. baby um, next year. And I was born the first year that my dad played at the Bulldogs and they won the premiership that year. So I think it's a great omen. Things happen in cycles. We're going to win 2022. Yeah. And your dad scored a big try? Yes. He scored the last try in the Winfield Cup yeah. ever. Oh, Good old pub trivia question. Now? Yeah. Bit of a future bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. That's not yeah. a tip for all yeah. of our listeners. Yeah. 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 The moments have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a couple of friends, actually, who are Bulldogs fans, Stocks being one of them, currently, yep. formally. Yep. Just cheering quieter the last few years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Feels. <laughs> um, and you, yourself? Oh, I'm Roosters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Just wanted to get it on record. Uh, yeah. That's so, right. Yeah. There's obviously a uh, look of adulation on everyone's face. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to see. Uh, too funny. Um, and so... 
you get to interview a whole bunch of guests and everything throughout the show. The first guest was Brendan Smith. I mean, that's a pretty good one straight <laughs> off the bat. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about lining up everyone? Well, I think we're pretty lucky, especially when it comes to NRL, because mm. as we've touched on, we've all grown up in the space and in turn have a lot of friends in the space. So... Brandon, while he's a good get, he's a pretty easy one. I lived with him last year and he lives around the corner from me now. So it's kind of just like, over you come. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, well, I'm sure the girls will agree that NRL Connections probably gave us a pretty good launching pad in mm. terms of the friends that we have. We're lucky to be so involved. Um, and then from there, it sort of just grew. And I know Marley's worked with you guys a lot on other guests yeah. branching out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing, right, like to do the sort of cold call in the DMs, like, hey, you know, you probably get asked to go on a million podcasts and whatever, whatever. And even though we do have really good relationships with quite a few footy boys, it's also, you know, to ask them for their time and, and you get a bit nervous. I think all of us got nervous, even for the ones who are our closest mates, just to be like we don't want to be this guy but like also we'd really like to talk to you and they've been so receptive and warm and um you know i think everyone we've had on has been such a amazing experience and we've connected in a really nice way that is awesome yeah and i think oh yeah i guess we're just lucky aren't we that we have some really athletic friends because we have friends who play netball i got one of my best mates plays soccer he's just moved to scotland like we've yeah just I think, I think that's what we spoke about first. We're like, okay, to start us off, we'll just reach out to all our friends um, that we're so lucky to be close to and then hopefully reach out to others. But the people who we haven't known before this podcast have been amazing. Like every single time we finish one of those interviews, I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is incredible. Um, so I think, yeah, I feel really lucky that mm. I've actually like been able to interact with people who I haven't known before this. I think that's the exciting part is that the future will probably hold more of that. Mm. I love your interviews. They're so insightful, but they're also very emotional and you really seem to connect to them. Mm. It it must be something, I guess, in your background of growing up around athletes. Like the Nico Hines interview was just phenomenal. You're talking about... I didn't know so much about him Mm. um, in terms of all the things he's done for friends and you're talking about all these incredible sides, nuanced sides of an NRL player, which a lot of people look at and go, oh, bloody NRL players, just, you know, blunt instruments. And then he's talking also about his contract and his stress and his, you know, and, and then talking about sport. It yeah. was, yeah, it was really, I haven't heard an interview like that before with oh, an NRL player. It was really I think yeah, when you talk about emotion, Paul Blake would have cut out like a lot of me crying in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, we're so lucky to have relationships with people like that and that they are willing to give up that side of themselves to the public. You know, I think I really found that especially Nico has shared his story so widely this year but for me with someone like Brandon or the cheese um, <laughs> that side of him doesn't get shared as widely mm. and definitely definitely isn't as well known so I think um, like you said blind instruments to a lot of people but that sort of empathy for the athlete and the yeah. human behind them I think definitely comes pretty naturally for us having grown up around their space and having seen the human side of those people our whole lives and that's the 90% that we see and the 10% is the athlete whereas the public sort of have the opposite experience to that so for me personally I know that makes it a lot easier to have those deeper conversations and talk about those things that they don't usually get asked about because that's the stuff that I 
know and love about them i was just gonna say i like that that's probably one of the best compliments and i've actually had a few people and i'm pretty sure you guys have as well who have actually said that to me Mm. that our interviews are really personable and you can tell that we know them or you know we get along well and we have a good relationship and i think we've spoken about that that's a really nice goal for us to have and a really nice thing that we can get across and i think that probably is what makes us a bit different from other interviews as well yeah well, I mean, even just, look, I guess there's a few things to unpack there, but the the, the way that we used to hear it from sports stars would be a couple of little seconds clip at the end of a game or whatever, and it's the 110% and doing it for the boys. <laughs> now, we still get a lot yes. of that kind of thing. But this has enabled us, you know, podcasting as a medium to really get in and, and give them a bit more long form mm. and... and uh, give them enough rope is like to you know, use an old expression but if you if you're able to break down those walls you can really find out a lot more behind you know what goes on behind the person who's playing mm-hmm. the game with the ball yeah uh, <laughs> do you think that the newer generation of players are a bit more open generally to this kind of thing and you know they've gone through a lot more and they've seen uh, they've been, they've grown up in the public eye a bit mm-hmm. more than you know previous or your parents and- yeah i think it's social media plays a massive part in this and it means that fans feel like they know players a lot more intimately and also that the players owe them something more. So we talk a lot about how people feel so comfortable jumping in the DMs of someone Mm. when they've ruined their multi or they've played really bad and they're passionate about their club. And it's awful because we speak to someone like a, a young man like Jordan Rickey, who we love, you know, personally, who's very you know openly emotional which is an amazing thing to see in a young man who's in such a masculine sport and talks about the fact that it hurt him that people say this sort of stuff and like that's we had had a conversation with him at brunch a week before we interviewed him where he was telling us about that and I was like we need to capture that because that's the thing the human element that people miss and it's what's missed in the mainstream media and this is why fan-led stuff like what we're doing is so important and it is in the face of social media that there is that negative stuff but then on the other side it means that the boys can really express their own identities and be more than what happens on the field so so many of them start businesses and have their own podcasts and talk about the stuff they care about and the issues they want to advocate for which is amazing and you want to foster that and of course they're not perfect but they also deserve the respect um and the fact that they are human and of course we often talk about like they get so much money and then they piss it up the wall or they get caught with a white substance and all this kind of stuff and you want to be like yeah but you're doing the same thing there's just not cameras in front of your face like without the money as well and it's hard and whatever but it's yeah it's about it's nice for them to just be themselves yeah has anyone particularly surprised you talking to them? Um, I oh, I don't know if you guys did Dylan Brown surprise you because I'm uh, I thought I, I expected him to be funny and he was funny. I, I think um, as much as I knew a bit about Nico's story, I don't know him as well as G does, and I kind of came out of it being like, what a phenomenal young man and especially as an Aboriginal woman to see someone who can be such an incredible role model for the next generation of kids and everything he's been through and what he talks about yeah I've for me came out of that and thought about it for a long time and um yeah I'm excited to see what he does Mm, Uh, and I think that's probably just fresh in my mind because it was not that long ago but I think Brandon's was a good one yeah it was a really good one I don't know all of them were pretty good I I yeah Oh, did Kurt surprise you? Kurt was great. Yeah, Kurt Delewis had on, but I—he's I, one of my good mates, so 
I was kind of like expecting what he was saying, but he spoke so well and he just has this presence about him. And I think I, yeah, probably yeah. pleasantly what about, surprised. What about you, G? I think for me, Ruby Tui, oh. and she is someone that we didn't know and that had sort of like blown up overnight after the Olympics. So you'd seen a lot of stuff for her. And I, we stayed on the chat with her for quite a while off mic, sort of discussing what we talked about on mic and all of this stuff. And I just think as such a sort of pioneer in that space for women um, especially when you know all the eyes of the world were on her after the Olympics like to speak so authentically and she could have very easily come into that conversation with us and said what she'd said on the project the week before and on Sky News the week before that and at all her you know post-match interviews at the Olympics and she just offered something so different and Mm. she made a real point of that being like oh when people ask me this I like to talk to the individual so I know what I'm speaking to right rather than just giving blanket answers. And I just think that is such a massive weight for an athlete and especially a female athlete Mm. to take on that vulnerability because it just opens you up to everyone. And, you know, that's a lot of emotional labor in Mm. giving that time and in giving that authenticity when she could just give a really media trained interview and she I, well I mean maybe it was and she just does it super well but for me I just thought like the authenticity was like yeah. something I'd never seen before yeah I agree yeah so yeah for the ones we don't know she's definitely the fave yeah and it's so much so thoughtful yeah. and so much emotional bandwidth to do that mm. really mm. so you're oh, Rowan yeah Rowan Crothers, Rowan was, Crothers similar. was the best too yeah we didn't know him beforehand sorry I just need to add that <laughs> so you do have the history of NRL obviously between you but as you said like you want to you know broaden the sports conversation in general how how do you go about kind of finding that balance and and making sure that you are you know not just necessarily I mean you know during the rugby league season yeah. that's all you want to talk about obviously but you know beyond that having that balance and you do have the MVPs and around the grounds yeah. I feel like we, it has to be the forefront of our brain like we yeah, need we, to make we a conscious ourselves, yeah <laughs> And we don't always find the balance, but no, we're working on it. No. And I think we all actively throughout the week do our own research and keep tabs on things that are a bit obscure and maybe aren't getting as much attention or haven't had that sort of critical lens put over them. Like I think that Keely probably will laugh at me if I talk about it in, in that sort of way that we are looking at things critically and, and offering those different perspectives because she she's just like, I don't yeah, she's just there for a laugh. Nah, she has really great points as well, but doesn't th- probably doesn't think we think that hard about it. Um, but we, I think we do that quite well, and that's the thing I'm, I'm really proud of. We bring that different perspective. So, okay, so what is the process? Have you got some Google Doc? It's a it's a group chat. What are yeah. you, how, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, we it's got- a very active group chat. Yes, but it's not. It's like we'll be having two separate conversations. <laughs> we have a WhatsApp group chat, and we have an Instagram chat that just to like send um, pictures or posts. And half the time, like I finish work, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like twelve messages on Instagram, ten messages on WhatsApp. I've just got an email from Marley inviting me to the podcast that we're going to drive to together. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, add to calendar. Like, it's just, I'm like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> oh, that's probably yeah. And I have like a uh, template for the script that we just drop things into every week and sort of have a process of we'll send things like links to each other and be like this would be good for around the grounds whatever whatever we kind of leave our mvps and ones to watch um sometimes georgia doesn't put them in there and i feel like she wants to surprise us yeah i'm like this is a surprise yeah (laughs) not that much thought goes into it it's usually just like oh shit by the time it comes to record i'm like haven't done that yet (laughs) um yeah that's that's kind of how it goes but 
I think we're pretty lucky during the main seasons of the year and it's like the stories come pretty naturally at least one or two of them it's just like not even spoken about it's so obvious that that's Mm. what needs to go into an around the ground segment and I think usually we have like at least one or two like that and then we'll sort of get to a few days out and be like okay like what else and sort of look a bit deeper into American sports or what's happening somewhere else or what maybe hasn't been as widely shared on Instagram and sort of do a bit of digging for a third but you like because we are genuine sports lovers and we do genuinely follow various codes and are watching it during the week and follow athletes on Instagram and stuff it's usually pretty like they they come naturally when something needs to be talked about we sort of all know yeah yeah there's no shortage of exposure for athletes at the moment I think across mm. all across all of the leagues I mean mm. it's and it's it's an incredible time to to be a fan really when I was when I was young <laughs> I know I'm a I'm a NBA guy as well I used to rent out okay this is really aging me rent out <laughs> videos from Blockbuster which was like the dunk comp or whatever and that was no your exposure way. to the NBA and you would sometimes see something in the paper that had like a box score of, of a team that was playing wow it was completely oh. random but we were completely obsessed yeah and now look at like Rob Perez on oh. Twitter or something it's like this dunk just happened here it is <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah what the hell yeah Oh, what, what are the what are the sports that have kind of captured you? I mean, you've grown up with this exposure to everything, I suppose. Well, at least over the last six years or so. Yeah, I think this year and, and having this oh. dedicated period. AFL. Is that what you're going to say? Oh, no. I was just going to say I've had my mind open to a lot of other sports. Um, Georgia Moore has made me a massive F1 fan, which I Ah. never thought I'd get around. But I'm like, yes. And I'll just watch anything and everything now. I've always loved all the American sports, but not enough to actually be well invested into each one individually. But I made more of a conscious effort. Um, The... NHL starts this week. Right. Yes, which I'll I'll be talking about um, on this week's pod. But just things like that. I've I've been to a game, loved it, but I just you know haven't put time to actually care about it. But then G knows heaps about the NBA, so yeah, we've learned heaps from her. And you know I'll I'll watch a game and I'll watch the NFL, but I just don't know enough about the team specifically or the players. Yeah, the narratives around. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, which um. I think this, yeah, I, it's made me put a, l- a little bit more effort in. That's really interesting. I mean, with the Formula One, did the Drive to Survive stuff get you into it more? Yep. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it, it was That's what, yeah, one George of the ones to watch. watch it. Yeah. yeah, so I, uh, a good friend of mine got me into F1 maybe oh, when I first moved to Melbourne, so five or six years ago, um, and I watched it pretty frequently. I wouldn't say – and then Drive to Survive came out and everyone got into it and I watched that whole sort of series and that was so interesting too because the exposure we get to the F1 in Australia is not that detailed and Mm. having watched those races and know the different drivers in the different teams and then seeing all of the behind the scenes stuff it certainly engages you on a different level um but yeah I can happily say I've converted the girls and now I'm like to people all the time I'm like no no you have to stay up until 12 a.m to watch it like it's just <laughs> oh, what you I'm, do I'm right with you as well I was like there's Formula One this weekend let's go yeah. you know? I mean we've got we do a podcast with Lee Sales and Annabelle Crabb and Lee Sales is strive to survive yeah. got her into yeah. Formula One it's yeah. unbelievable yeah. I think it's my favorite format of sort of sports right now yeah. is these behind the scenes documentaries I'm I'm sure it'll get too saturated but yeah. I, I, you know I like I hate Man City and I watch the Man City Amazon thing <laughs> like every second of it yeah. it's fantastic yeah. So, yeah, I think as soon as you attach an emotional story to and sport is so easy to do it with mm. 
in that format like it just I, you would have people who would never in their life have thought or watched a motor race of any kind and now they're like Lando Norris is my life so mm-hmm. it's like I think as soon as you attach emotion and a backstory people are pretty easy one over and now that you know Australian seasons are finishing up it's nice to have something to look forward to on the weekend Totally. I, I get very wrapped up in the emotion of sport it's one of these like guilty things that I have that anytime I watch a sporting film I will generally cry and that extends to things like Blades of Glory and whatever like it's really <laughs> oh, pretty absolutely <laughs> absolutely what a movie it's a, it's a pretty amazing time in sport just generally and look I'm, I'm sort of wondering how to phrase this question because obviously with the show that you do it's not about you know women doing women's sport it's about just talking about sport and mm. trying to democratise that whole kind yeah. of thing. But there's so much good stuff that's happening at the moment with, you know, the A-League, for instance, like just transferring and trying to make it like, don't separate out the brands, just bring it all together. Yeah. What are you kind of, what are your hopes for in this kind of area and just more of that or do you like that sort of... It, it does feel like there is this wave of things finally being toppled over and starting again with you know are we going to get a surfing metaphor here oh uh, yeah uh. we can talk about the WSL being you know equal pay but I, I think um oh gosh you know as much as we are about yeah just having sport a sport and it doesn't matter what gender the athletes are they all deserve the same respect there has to be a feminist element to what we do um Keely will also hate me for saying that word but it is. It's about having our our base of, of audience being passionate about sport and, and maybe not thinking too deeply beyond that, but being able to use um, the access we have to their ears to say, hey, you know, this happened in the netball and you should care about it because it's the most played sport by women in Australia and we're the best in the world is really important to us. Well, it's really important to me. I I, I imagine it yes. is for you guys yes. as well. And especially for someone like Killy, who is an amateur athlete. And, you know, we talk about how rubbish it is growing up playing girls' sport and having terrible refs and things like that. And then we get little girls, and by little I mean like 15-year-old girls, message us and be like, oh, I'm so glad you talked about that. And, and that's the stuff that I think... I think we do a good job of that in balance. We don't do good balance when it comes to rugby league, but when it talks, when we talk about like the women's issues in sport, I think we do that really well. And I'm excited f- because it does feel like, for starters, I don't think we could have done this podcast five years ago. I don't think um, – I think we would have copped a lot more of the um, – we did get one message being like, all right, you just write off the cloud of your NRL friends, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you guys know sort of thing. Marley was so excited. She's I was like, pumped. She's like, yes, first hate mail, love yeah. that. <laughs> um, I, do you respond? Do you write back? Yeah, I did. Did you? Fuck you. I, I, no, I just was like, yes, correct. You are right. That's what we're doing. Oh, I didn't realize you. And then they deleted well, the comment. Well, he deleted the comment, yeah. so yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah, yeah. I think we're at – we are – doing what we're doing at the perfect time because this wheel of momentum, I think even in aligning with Tokyo this year, the way we all got around Ariane Titmus and these incredible women in the pool and the Matildas is a testament to where we're at. And I think that media has to be the pushing point for for that next step as well because, yeah, you kind of – it's a lot of that you're a woman, what do you know, like – you can't talk about this sort of stuff. I think at the end of the day, too, we're sports fans, but we are young, passionate women who are passionate about women's issues and equal rights and all of those things. So regardless of how even you try to make it, and of course we talk about the men's sports and all of that stuff, like that's still our personal views and our personal lens. And it's really hard to remove that when you're having any conversation, let alone getting in front of a mic where you're talking to other people. So I think like... 
at the end of the day, we're going to be passionate about those issues. And while we think that men's and women's sports should be equal, we know that it isn't yet. So giving more voice to those female issues or female sports, whatever it is, is still important so that it can get to the place that we want it to be in. Like Marley said, the wheel's certainly in motion and seeing things like the A-League's rebranding last week is like, it's... um it feels good like it's inspiring it makes you feel like we are moving in the right direction mm. totally i mean it's just yeah sorry to cut off point there but it's like it's, it's about equality and jesus what a stupid thing to say after i've just cut someone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was only gonna add it's is equally um i guess lights the fire in our bellies when something like the disaster of the pushback of the nrlw season this year happens and we were able to talk about that on a really deep level and kind of express a lot of that stuff so it, it's both sides of it and it's an important part to us yeah i feel like <laughs> like you're laughing at me <laughs> no just because i i'm interested to hear what you say no i was just gonna say to address your question we always talk about just having it as one brand and it's a league and then it's a league w and a league men's and i think for that and like what well, my hopes are is that maybe other sports just follow yeah. and just follow in that pathway because i think that's really exciting Totally. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah, the the sort of medium of, of podcasting leads into that as well. I mean, it's quite egalitarian. Who can start one, you know, to get out there and, and just buy your bootstraps, start a show, right? <laughs> and then develop your audience. And, and people like to hear a voice that they haven't heard before. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. We know that you guys like to recommend shows and, and just what to watch generally in your shows. We like to recommend people or get our guests to recommend podcasts to listen to. Could we get a, one from each of you? One or oh, twelve? That's hard for me. You go first, Gilly, because you've got less to choose from. <laughs> Hamish and Andy. Uh, that's I mean, a classic. Every, a classic. Everyone I, listens to it, but okay. yeah. Well, that's my favourite one that I had. Yep. I think so, that's okay. I'm not going to tell you to listen to a physiotherapist podcast. The only other ones I've listened to. <laughs> favourite podcast. You're wrong about so good. Um, they debunk a lot of things that have happened. A lot in like pop culture or some historical stuff and how it's been, you know, completely misconstrued. They did like a 10 part series on the OJ Simpson trial. Yeah. And I just, everything. And I was like, yes, this is so good. And they're amazing, funny, like kind of dorky hosts. And I love them. It's such a cool concept and they could just run forever with it. Yes, absolutely. I'm a bit like Marley. It's hard to pick one, but I think my old faithful is The Daily by The New York Times. It's obviously American. So sometimes they touch on a topics that are like a little too niche to the states and what's happening over there on the ground at the moment but they cover super wide variety news pop culture celebrity pandemic trump (laughs) and again that can go forever as well and they do those saturday weekend ones which are just the deep dive series what is it like caliphate and uh, rabbit holes oh my god and i love michael barbero yeah i was just thinking i'm I'm such a loser because i don't listen to anything um What's it? Oh, Molly, what's Elodie and Chloe? Oh, Darling Hall- Shine. Yeah, Darling Dar- Shine. That is a good one. <laughs> what's yes. that about? Oh, it's about, like, it's kind of like raw grief. Um, this girl called Elodie um, lost her partner last year. He Chumpy like, Pullen. Yeah, he's a snowboarder. Yeah, so it's all about grief. And Chloe Chapman, she had a miscarriage. So, like, talk about stuff like that. And I probably... Um, not the kind of person who, who would listen to that kind of stuff and I, I like both of them and I follow them both on Instagram so I was like oh I'll give it a go and it was actually really cool they're a bit boganish aren't they like they just talk like 
I, I feel like it's a good conversation to listen to because it's not super serious and that's not that's me. So that's why I relate to it. But, oh, yeah, I probably need to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. And then we might just do an around the ground, I suppose, with the three of you as well. Just about any advice you would give to people wanting to start out their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Message Marley. I was going to say, find a Marley. <laughs> I think what I'm really glad that we did was sense check the concept. I did this a lot. I went and spoke to a lot of people. Like I said, we sat on this idea for 12 months and I'm glad we did because it meant that we met Georgia in that period of time but I talked to a lot of people about it and I talked to other podcast makers I talked to you know people in the space who were doing something similar to what we wanted to do like I spoke went and met with Denon Kemp of Bloke in a Bar had a chat with him just sense checked whether he, he thought we'd just get you know that whole your girls you don't know what you're talking about sort of thing and he was really supportive and so it was just building that network of people who I wasn't even asking to share our show or whatever but just who are in the space or who understand podcasting to be like yeah that's a unique thing or this is something that has legs and I wasn't going to completely rely on on the just an individual's perspective but after a while and after talking about it I think we got better at explaining what we were trying to do and then we were like yep sweet get, get in front of a mic because it's, it's that whole thing we joke about you have a couple of drinks oh, we should start a podcast we sound really good but getting beyond that and being like we can come up with a concept every week we can fill the airtime and it can go for a fair amount of time is important to answer those questions well I, I think in the short time that I've been a podcaster <laughs> um what I've learned is that it's really important to have structure. You can't just go in there and just go, I'm just going to talk about my day. Um, and I think it's really good to be genuinely passionate about what you're talking about because if you're not, it'll come across straight away because it's only your voice. Like, And that's it's really hard to project things without using your hands and stuff, which I've also learned because I do this all the time and I'm using, moving my hands right now. But yeah, that's probably two things, like structure and then actually like giving a shit about what you're talking about really because yeah otherwise I don't think you'd yeah you'll well that really comes through in you guys yeah, yeah you oh, give a shit what you're talking about and you know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. and how about you Georgia I think for me it's probably just to start I was really lucky to sort of be approached with the idea rather than be doing it all on my own but I would be lying if I said this wasn't a space that I was passionate about long before even meeting these girls and I think that while planning and structure is important you're you just need to start and then you'll only improve as you go along and it'll either have legs or it won't or you'll learn something and you'll you know rearrange it and keep moving but I think if you wait for the right time it'll probably never come and if you sort of wait until someone uh tells you go like it's I just think timing's perfect and for us you know I think being in a pandemic was almost helpful because a lot of people at home and people are looking for new content and things to listen to but yeah, there'll never be a right time. So I think just find your friend and buy a mic and start. That was a full gamut of advice there. I love it. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for starting with us today and taking the time. I mean, I think we're both big fans of the show and I think it's just a really refreshing take on sports generally. I Thank think you. you guys are all terrific. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>